Good. Should we do a bloody show? Yeah. Love Let's that, do a podcast. That. I mean, that was slick, wasn't it? <laughs> that was probably a slicker what? start than last time. We're definitely hang improving. On. Well, hang, hang on. I didn't know. Fuck. I didn't know that was the fucking start. Can we go? Okay, we'll go from now. Jesus. No. I'm, I'm just sitting here chilling, drinking some fruit punch. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the very, the very second, the second episode. <laughs> now that's slick. Yeah, the second episode of Frook Unwrapped, the Food Review UK podcast with uh, me, Stuart. We've also got Nathan and joining us again is our surprise guest, who's not really surprised. It's Michael Jameson. Hello, boys. Hello. Hello, Part boys. The- Hello, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Part of the furniture now, oh. isn't I? We've, uh, we, we've had quite a lot of positive feedback from the last episode of this podcast. Yeah, that's why yeah. we thought we'd better not change up the roster, because so I'm here for the very second time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, do you remember all those good shows we had before he joined? Oh, they were. <laughs> uh, no, no the, the, the feedback was amazing, I think. Obviously, we don't want to sit here and, you know, suck ourselves off too much, but... Um, I think, I think, well, not not metaphorically anyway. Um, yeah, I think I think we're all very pleased with with what we got from uh, the, the feedback from last time round, and uh, hence why we're going to carry on this little ship until people stop listening. Episode five. Yeah. I think if the main feedback <laughs> if the main feedback you get is around the audio issues, I think you're doing something right. Apart, apart from microphone setup, um, <laughs> but no, hopefully that's fixed this episode. So let us know. Fantastic or not. Just, just keep it to yourself, if anything. <laughs> um, but please do, if you are, if you have subscribed to us on, <laughs> if you have subscribed to us on iTunes, write us a little review on iTunes as well, please. Tell us mm. how, amaz- how amazing we are, or how we're not, how irritating Michael is. Either is absolutely fine. We're happy to, Jesus. we're happy to accept any criticisms about Michael, specifically <laughs> about Michael. Uh, so we've got a bit of a. We've got a bit of a theme this week, then, haven't we, lads? Yeah, last last time round it was just a bit of a higgledy piggledy. Let's just see what we can chat about for an hour. But um, this is this is the start of the the real show, shall we call it the 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 the, the show that you can expect, however often that we record these, because I don't think we've <laughs> I don't think we've actually settled on a on a time frame. But um, yeah, we've got we've got a, a fantastic theme uh, headed up today. And it very much grew out of. The previous podcast, though, because of course we had the amazing revelation from Michael Jamieson that he did not eat pizza until the year two thousand and seven. Which... Yeah, pepperoni very recently. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, uh, do you know what? I actually thought that you were suggesting that you only had pepperoni recently. I didn't actually even pick up on the pun. Uh... What? Out of interest, Michael, can you remember what the first that that pizza in two thousand and seven? What flavour of pizza it was? It was cheese and tomato, wasn't it? I can't actually remember what it was. Um, that's, do you know what? That's actually horrific. I can't remember. My, I have got some seriously good story. Well, some seriously... No, actually, make them keep listening. Some seriously good stories coming up. Um, some key <laughs> milestones in my pizza journey that <laughs> over the course of the last decade. Um, but no, uh, I can't remember what the first... I might, I might be able to remember... 
I don't know. We'll see. You I'll tell work you on that. Work on that yeah. over the course of uh, the recording and see if we can check back in on that one. So before we start on pizza stuff, do we have any Food Review UK news or any exciting food news that we have come across in the last couple of weeks? Uh, yeah, I think there's, there's definitely a key piece of news out of... Um, Mondelay slash Cadbury slash Pound Land or Pound World? Can't remember which one. Pound Land, um, and that is that they've re- well they recently announced they were going to do a, a a clone of Toblerone, a Tobler clone, if you will. Oh, uh, called, I will. <laughs> called Twin Peaks, um, and Mondelay have tried to block it from being sold because of the shape. Um, so that's why it's actually been delayed. It was supposed to come out at the beginning of July, but it's been delayed. Is Mondelay part of the Cadbury brand? Then is it part of the Cadbury family? They are. I, so it's I craft. Don't know if, yeah, I, I think Mondelay might own Kraft, who own yeah. Cadbury, or right. or it's the other way. Um, Cadbury are owned by Mondelay, and Mondelay uh, are owned by Kraft. But I, I this, yeah, this is going to be a very nerdy. Um, uh, comment based on my work, but uh, we often have people that had shares in Cadbury's and then they got sold and taken over by Kraft and then they got taken over by uh, Mon- M- M- uh, the road to Mondelay or whatever it's called. Um, so yeah, it is. Uh, I believe Mondelay are the are the top dogs on that that pyramid, which yeah. brings us full circle, full oh, triangle, yeah, which is full triangle back to the uh, Tobler clones. I tell you what's a bit Sick. hypocritical though. Um, literally, like back in May, I think it is, Mondelay blocked Nestle from trying to copyright or trademark the shape of a Kit Kat, and now they're basically going the other way. So hypocrites! <laughs> <laughs> disgusting, disgusting behaviour. You, you, you'd think that they would be like, you know, they they would see that that hypo. Uh, hypocrisy and they'd just be like no no you you go and have it then guys don't worry about it that's how that's how business works yeah exactly you got a friendly business gets you money that's what everyone says (laughs) (laughs) where does the name toblerone come from fun fun trivia where does the name toblerone come from very interesting you say um i'm not looking for a country or a place i'm looking for uh no i know the answer Oh, oh go on then yeah, so um, there. So obviously, it's a it's a Swiss uh, kind of Alpine inspired chocolate bar, and it Correct. actually comes from the name of a uh, mountain range in Switzerland called. I think it's it's not quite um, Blerone. It's it's something like Leronier, um, and it's famous for having the world's longest toboggan run. Hence, Tob Lerone. Tob Lerone. Incorrect. <laughs> I really hope that MJ came up with that on the fly. I hope that was all bullshit. Of course it was. Biggest liar in the world. Manufactured by the chocolate maker Tobler, and the original length of the Toblerone was 100 units of measurement of whatever they are. Tobler 100. Wow. Fact. So so why is it called Toblerone? Yeah, we should be pronouncing it Tobler 1. (laughs) Tobler 100. Tobler 1. Tobler one. What do they call it in Germany? Tobler ein in Spain. <laughs> Please tell me this is real. Tobler uno. Tobler uno. Uh, <laughs> France. Tobler un. Tobler un. Correct. Uh, America. <laughs> Top Tobler on. 
Toblerone. <laughs> hey, pass me a piece of that Toblerone, Dave. Oh, oh. come on, this. Let's not lay into the Americans. I think we've had far too much of that this fucking month. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, not entirely, I'm not entirely sure that my explanation of Toblerone is true. No, I mean, I, I'm not purposefully lying. I, it's, it's in my head as, a, as something that I think I know, but, <laughs> but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's correct. Shit, I I now know how everyone else feels around me when I consistently lie one hundred percent of the time. There's actually, there's actually <laughs> there's a video on YouTube on one of my very old channels, Resource Mandate. If you want to find it, it's uh, I think it, it's something it's called something like the origin of the Kit Kat, and I basically said, <laughs> I basically said, I kind of want you to uh, want people to watch the video, but it's basically to do with bowling alleys and uh, trick shots down two bowling alleys. But yeah, watch the video. Little plug there for a dead channel. I think my 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 most disappointed part of this entire conversation is the fact that nobody clued me into the fact we were playing Call My Bluff <laughs> about fucking Toblerones, and I didn't come up with any. Even remotely close lie about about how a guy called Blarone had a toe that was shaped like a triangle. Surely it should be called My Fluff because we're a food channel. Okay. After Marshmallow Fluff. Correct. A, a niche, a, a, such a niche food product. Yeah. That you I would th- never name a game after it. I think if I went, yeah, we're going to play Call My Fluff, I genuinely think that 80% of our audience wouldn't understand what... They would think we were, like, taking fluff out of our belly buttons and tasting it or something like that. Yeah. Great it's better than for a game. You've talked than, to our listeners. <laughs> it's better than Call My Muff. Oh. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> um, any any other news? So, oh, ha- hang on. Was, so, so was that the end of that? So, that they 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 are they're trying to fight uh, yeah, pound to, pound land yeah. world. Yeah, trying to block it, and uh, it's qu- quite funny actually. It might be a bit of a savvy business um, business move because I've seen in the last but week and a half, two weeks, I've seen Toblerone on like I can't remember if it was special offer, but they were discounted at Poundland. Maybe it was two for one instead of the standard one for one um but but then uh, later on i then saw the shelves being restocked in a different store with brand new boxes of tobler and so maybe it was just to get a few weeks extra uh purchases out but yeah it's all very mental i don't agree with it you can't you can't trademark a shape well i think you can trademark a shape when it comes to a food i mean that is their i'm not gonna say it's their their usp because obviously their chocolate's fairly unique amongst others as well, but it's it's very you you see that and instantly know what that is. So I, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but the Poundland one's got two rows, so it's almost like row after row of breasts. You could almost say. <laughs> Not that I would, but it is like, a very versatile bar. Well, like the underside of a pig. Vers- versatility check. That's one mention of versatility in an appropriate way. Well done, Michael. I was going to say, Poundland have already got a, a, a full range of uh, knockoffs, haven't they? I think the, the, the counters and the yeah. M&Ms and things like that. They've got a, very, a variety of knocked-off products. I tend not to go in Poundland very often. It's not a very, it's not very um, 
local to me. What am I talking? There is literally a Poundland a ten minute yeah. walk away from my house. I was going to say, I thought up north that instead of Tesco's, you had Poundland. <laughs> yeah, it's just great. That's their Poundland. that's their white trace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, there are lots of Poundlands. Yeah, I just turn not to go in them. No, I do go in them. I'm talking utter rubbish. I'm just lying again. I tell you lying. what product. Tell you what products you can find in Poundland: KA drinks. Can you? Yeah. If only, if only you told me that about four hours ago, Nathan. <laughs> That's like the fun in that. Uh, well, anyway, we'll come back to KA drinks slightly later, then, shall we? Yeah. And I'll tell the horrific story of my afternoon. Any other news? Um, don't think there's much in the way of news, but in terms of upcoming videos, we've got a good little cream cracker challenge coming shortly. That'll be pretty good. Will it? I was there. You were fucking in it. Jesus. That's what I fucking just said. All right, pipe down with the swearing. Yeah, Peterson. <laughs> oh, God. If it two things that are swearing. Sh- two things that should never be seen on Food Review UK. Swearing in Americans, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to think of it, the Americans were swearing, so maybe that was the problem after all. <laughs> anyway, it's not really it's not really food news, but it is food review UK news. I've I've noticed there's been a remarkable upturn in personal comments being made towards presenters recently. So uh. Favorites of mine were where uh, you were referred to uh. as, as possibly having gravity, which I enjoyed. <laughs> Uh, I'm assuming it's referencing your very attractive personality I would imagine Uh, so all my seriousness a a, a comment which I mean possibly my ego made me think it was referring to me but in relation to uh, people on the channel with beards and tattoos who look like they should be working in a trendy burger van Um, (laughs) I I, I don't understand that reference but maybe that's a sudden thing maybe that's a I don't do you get trendy burger vans up there? People who work in burger vans up here tend to be women called Pam, uh, <laughs> wearing, wearing a tabard. N- not not men with beards and tattoos, but you you look like a Pam. If uh, if I was going to work on the weekends as a lady of the night, I would call myself Pam. There we go. Very sexy. And I would do very well, thank you very much. Selling your very meat. Good. Yeah. Oh. Guys, I'm I'm feeling a little bit insecure and a bit worried. Go on. Why? Um, I need to move, but I'm conscious that we want to try and appear to be as professional of a podcast as possible, <laughs> and I'm worried that the creaking of the chair that I'm on is going to ruin it. <laughs> Are you worried it's going to sound like you're farting? Uh, I'm going to do it now, and just that's what the potential additional noises are. Okay, okay, oh, so let's, let's all be quiet. Okay, just adjust the cushion. <laughs> Um, right, okay, I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm ready. My, my bum's a bit sore, but... <laughs> okay, I'm ready to talk about pizza. <laughs> Imagine if we were selling this podcast. People would have paid to hear a man just shift his ass on a chair. My well, bum's we're... a bit sore. I'm ready to talk about pizza. Fantastic. <laughs> I was planning on having, when we launched Patreon, I was planning on having the podcast be the exclusive... Uh, the, the exclusive benefit for the $50 tier. <laughs> which sort of would be like selling it. Selling out. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if people want to pay $50 to hear this. <laughs> Do they? Let us know in the comments below. There are no comments below. So it doesn't uh, work. It will be on YouTube. 
Shout out to all our YouTube listeners. Write right in the comments, my favourite pizza crust is um, dot, 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 so you fill in the blank, hashtag my crust. <laughs> Mike Rust, like Michael Rust, the, yeah, psycho- the son of David and Pamela Rust. And they had that little baby Michael. Conceived in the back of a burger van. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, pizza. Should we talk about pizza? We shall. We shall. Um, so I messaged you earlier today and said that I was going to find some interesting facts. Oh, you did? Um, yeah. So I, I, I want to I maybe make this sort of a, a, a regular thing when we, when we do our themes. And so I'll just start off on a very somber note so that it can only get better. Um, so... So, here we go. Fun fact number one. The word pizza first appeared in Latin text in 997 AD. So, there you go. It's literally that old. A thousand years old. A thousand years old. I mean, it does. I won't go into the details, but pizzas or, or what we consider certain style of pizzas like bruschetta and, and focaccia and things like that actually date way, way, way further back than that. But just the word pizza gener- uh, started around then. Well, hang on, I'm a bit, I'm a bit confused by that. You you said it was AD. Because I only started in 2007. Carry on. <laughs> you, you said it was AD after Domino's, but Wee. how could how could it be after Domino's if if Domino's is peace? Can we can we end the show there? Because I don't think Michael's yeah. going to get better. No, I think that's it with Pete. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well done, Michael. Thanks very much. Um, modern pizza, i.e., as we consider pizza today actually evolved from a similar flatbread dish in Naples, Italy, in the 18th or early 19th century. Again, like a good 100, 200 years before Michael ever even heard of them. <laughs> Do you know what I like most about modern pizza? What? That it's got Wi-Fi. Cool, I've ruined that then. What? What? I don't even get it. It's like I'm saying, I was trying to think, like, what techn- technological thing could I assign to a pizza? And I thought Wi Fi is pretty modern, isn't it? Uh, what's the next fact? <laughs> Moving along quickly, quickly. Let's not focus on it. Yeah, no. Um, on any given day, approximately 13% of the US population consumes pizza. Jesus Christ. God, Christ, fuck. Why didn't I just oh, seamlessly say Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ. Jesus oh, Christ. Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, that is insane, though. That, I mean, that is, that's, that's over 10%. It is. Well done. But <laughs> under 15. How many people are there in America? Like 300 million or something, isn't there? Was it more? Surely everyone in New York has like a slice of pizza for the lunch, though, don't they? So it's not... I bet there's an awful lot of slice of pizza... I love your, I love that generalisation of New Yorkians. Just all they eat is pizza on a on a lunch. Yeah, I mean they, they do though, don't they? Isn't that a, an accepted fact? I think Chicago certainly does. I don't know about New York. Chicago was was pizza crazy when yeah. I was out there. Oh I, yeah, I think it's definitely a massive thing in New York as well, though. Um, the, mm-hmm. New York is the home of the slice shop, isn't it? Which is what I said two minutes ago. Yeah, is that good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Keep no, Michael's just, clarif- Michael just clarifying it's still there. <laughs> it hasn't moved. <laughs> Been that, closed in those two minutes. That is pretty uh, pretty mind-blowing. That's a lot of people. 
That's insane. And, and and there will be people right. Like fact, there will be people who eat pizza every single day. Well, we're, we're coming to something similar to that. A um, couple of records for you. The world's largest pizza was prepared in Rome in December 2012 <clears throat> and measured. Uh, now, do you prefer meters or feet? Feet for me. I prefer meters. Okay, I'll give you both. Uh, 1,261 square meters, which is approximately 13,570 square foot. Bloody hell. Smash no, if, that now. Yeah, if, if I was um, a better man, I probably would have found out roughly what that equates to, like whether it's a football field or something like that. That's, but, uh, that's just such a big number that I can't, I mean, I literally, I, I, I can't picture that in my head. Now, I don't know if this was for dietary reasons or not, but that was apparently a gluten-free base. So there you go. <laughs> um, the longest pizza. Now, this blew my fucking brain. Have a guess, guys. Um, I'll give you a clue. It's in kilometres or miles. Oh. Actually, no, because you're going to over... Now that I've said that, you're probably going to overstate it. Um, a <laughs> hundred miles. <laughs> exactly. And then I'll just come up along with some discipline. No, I, I think it, should be, it could be something stupid like the length of a marathon, though. It could be like 20, 26 miles. It's definitely not, though. It's, no, it's probably not. I just said it no. could be. I think it's, <laughs> it's three kilometres. Um, it was baked. It was it was uh, made in Naples, 2016. It was baked using a series of wheeled ovens, which moved along its length. Right. Huh. So sexually, it <laughs> measured 1.85 kilometers, which is roughly 1.15 miles. That's a mile of pizza. No, that's disappointing. Is it? Yeah, I was expecting a bigger pizza than that. Imagine you started walking now, Stu. Yep. At the at the start of a pizza, and you carried on. Yep. It was a mile and 1.15 miles. Surely there's a point where you'd go, that's, that's, no, that's quite impressive. But what about, what about the bacon tray? <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to rattle through the next couple. The world's most expensive pizza. How much do you think? Now, this is, this is the world's most expensive pizza that's sold regularly, not one-off individuals or limited editions. Is it Domino's everywhere? down in the south. Fucking hell. <laughs> Yeah, I will give you a clue. It's, not, it's yeah. nothing actually mind blowing. It's it's yeah. It's it's actually quite surprisingly low. Is considering it not one of these like fifteen hundred quid pizza with gold on or something stupid like that? Gonna come on to those. Those those are sort of one offs that they right. mentioned. But this this is the oh, it's sold at it's, it's a thin on. crust pizza at May's restaurant in London. It's uh, Guinness I was World Record. Say, Seventy quid. MJ. I was going to say, a couple of years ago, I actually saw Pizza Go-Go, and I'll talk about them later as well. I saw Pizza Go-Go did like a, it was like a, it was called like a, the Millionaire's Pizza or something, and it was, it was pretty expensive. It was something like, it was something like a hundred quid, and I think I want, I was trying to contact them and say like, look, send us one. Um, but no, okay, I'm going to say, I mean, you could go to an amazing restaurant, I would say like, yeah, like, like a hundred and twenty quid. Oh, I've only stopped at 100 because you would have been dead on 100 pounds. Wow. Um, there are other expensive pizzas which are one-offs. You've got the Pizza Royale 007 at Haggis Restaurant in Glasgow, which sold for £4,200. Yes. It had caviar lobster and topped with 24-carat gold dust. Sounds horrible. Yep. You've also got at Nino's uh, Bellissima uh, pizzeria in New York City. We're back in New York. Yep. Um, that's a caviar pizza at 
one thousand US dollars. No, right. Do you know I like caviar, but well, I say I like it. I, I will. I would eat caviar and have eaten caviar, but not on a pizza. Come on. No. 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 Uh, and the last fact I've got for you is National Pizza Month is an annual observa- uh, observance that occurs for the month of October in the US and some areas of Canada. Um, so I imagine during Pizza Month there are people that say, right, I'm going to eat pizza every single day for, what's October, 31 days. Oh, I'd get so fucking bored. Really? Yeah. 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 Too much of a good thing. Yeah. I think if, I could probably manage, you know, a few days of pizza, but then I'd be ready for a burger. <laughs> Um, I do have one more thing. I don't, I don't think we'll write through all of it because I've talked too much already. Um, YouGov did a uh, survey in February 2017 to find out the most liked toppings on pizza. Uh, what do you think number one was? Pepperoni. Ham and pineapple. Cheese. It's, it's, one, it's one individual topping. Cheese. So pick pepperoni. Ham or pineapple. Pepperoni. <laughs> so you're going pepperoni, MJ. Stu? Um, not, not including cheese or tomato base, the actual toppings. Ham. Ham came in at second. Ooh. 61% of people liked it on their pizza. Um, pepperoni came in in fourth at 56%. Number one was mushrooms, 65, 65% people. Oh, that is fuck insane. Off. Mushrooms. Uh, with, 18%, with 18%, what do you think the, the, the least favourite topping was? Anchovies. Anchovies. Oh, both of you. Anchovies. I bloody love anchovies. Pineapple was middle of the road, 42%. Mm, I'm surprised yeah. at that. I thought pineapple was going to be more divisive. I uh, literally just thinking divisive. God, we are literally the same words. <laughs> we are the same words. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Showing he doesn't know many yeah. other words. <laughs> wow. Well, what, that leads us nicely on to... to what we feel about pizza toppings, I suppose. So anchovies then came out as the lowest. I would, mm. I would say that for me, it's it's right up there. I love, but I I love anchovies, capers, olives, those Ugh. strong flavors. A pizza with anchovies, capers, olives, and chili on for me would be absolutely awesome. Love it, love so it. So what did you say? Anchovies, anchovies capers, capers, olives, olives, chilies. Right. So you you've, you've... You've ticked off three of my list of least favourite. The fourth one being truffle oil, which I sometimes see in fucking Pizza Express. Yeah. Uh, not a fan of that. Um, yeah, so you, you, you could literally have my least favourite pizza and enjoy it. Yeah, I, could, I literally could enjoy that. Wow. Where, was, where do you stand on those toppings, Jameson? You, of course you don't like those. They have flavour. Um, yeah, obviously don't like capers because of the vinegar flex. Um, I I've never properly had anchovies. I, I suspect I probably like them. Fuck on! There is so much lightning happening now. This is a weather update. Fucking tons of lightning. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, you've never had anchovies. I don't think so. Guess I think what, I've had. Guess, them, I've only had them once. Guess what? We're eating on the next podcast. Oh, <laughs> oh. yeah. No. You know what? I'm more. I'm more worried about the cost. I'm such a cheapskate. Skate. You have to buy. Uh, oh. Unless it's a, unless it's on a pizza, you have to buy the uh, the fresh ones as well. You can't have the tin <laughs> to eat fresh. 
they're, they're probably just like kippers, right? Uh, tiny, salty, fishy, fishy fish. Mm. Uh, olives I'm fairly indifferent to certainly wouldn't choose them for a pizza and truffle oil again just think it's a bit overrated uh, yeah it's just a nothing ingredient really truffle yeah. oil so what, what would you have then actually d- just before you answer that just coming back to something we were saying earlier about how you only had pizza in 2007 or whatever it was um, do, you, do you remember you obviously don't necessarily remember what you had but do you remember if you liked it or not do you remember it, like eating it and going, oh, this is great. I wish I hadn't waited until I was 34 to try it or whatever, if you were. Um, oh, 100%. Oh, you loved it? Day one? Yeah, what, day one, loved it. Despised the rest of your life because you hadn't had it? Uh, I don't know, I just kind of, I kind of no, I, I was at peace with my decisions. Did Claire introduce you to it? One of my stories, to be honest, I've got three. Ooh. I've got three pizza stories, and I'm going to I'm going to tell them in reverse chronological order. Well, uh, well tell us, go on, whatever. <laughs> Hang on, do one, it, one, do it. One question at a time. Fuck it out. Toppings, uh, pepperoni. <laughs> yeah, love obviously. pepperoni. Standard. Correct. Um, right. uh, like ham and pineapple a lot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like a meat feast. Uh, tell you what, I got into recently though. S and M. Oh, penguin. <laughs> oh, sheesh. Um, no, pepperoni and pineapple. Um, yes. Because the pineapple, the sweetness, it cuts through the fattiness, the saltiness, and the greasiness of the pepperoni amazingly well. Almost the pepperoni on its own is, is actually a bit too rich these days, but I don't know. Um, yeah, that's good shit. Your aging man. palate. I, the pineapple <laughs> thing, I never. I don't think I ever had a ham and pineapple pizza or a Hawaiian pizza until maybe a couple of years ago, maybe maybe even more recently than that, and I do quite like it. Um, uh, it, work, it works really well if the ham is nice and smoky. Yeah. Uh-huh. But the, the pineapple is great. Did you, did you see that thing... In the news earlier this year about the Icelandic prime minister, uh-huh. who told the high school students that if he got into power, he would ban pineapple as a pizza topping, like some kind of fascist. It, it's 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 weird. Like I said, I mean that that survey that I did earlier is like nearly nearly half of the population actually likes it on a pizza. I don't. I don't really understand why it's so divisive. I think it's people that that can't get their head around having sweet and savoury at the same time. Mm. I can only imagine it's that because most people like. It was weird when I was looking at this this survey. It it, it gave this it gave the statistics of how many people like pizza. It was like eighty five percent of people like pizza. Right. How many people like how many people like uh, pineapple? Again, around eighty five percent. How many people like pineapple on pizza? Fifty-three percent. It literally, it literally just sort of drops <laughs> down, even though they like both ingredients. What are your toppings? Me? Yeah, uh, yeah. All the meats, your pepperonis, your sausages, your hams. Oh, um, yeah. I wouldn't. I'd I quite enjoy enjoy like a Hawaiian and the pepperoni, uh, the pineapple thing. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's high on my priorities, but. Um, yeah, I quite enjoy it. Um, I do quite weirdly like quite like having tomato on a pizza, not obviously just as a base, but having extra actual tomatoes on it. Slices yeah, of tomato. Yeah. More, more like little chunks. Right. Mm. Um, 
it just sort of sweetens it a little bit. Yeah, a bit of sweetness. I get that. Yeah. Um, also, I'm a big fan of barbecue bases over tomato bases. If I can, if I can find a pizza with that, then um, I'm generally happy. I do tend to when I'm ordering from Domino's or somewhere like that. Um, tend to shift it from a tomato to a barbecue base because I'm a psychopath. Mate, you are going to love one of my stories. Good. Good. I hope so. Yes. Yeah, only one um, of them. The one thing we haven't covered, bases. We have, literally haven't covered a base. What <laughs> you a thin and crispy, a thick, a stuffed crust? Depends where I'm getting it, getting it from. If it's, it. if it's like an oven, then no. <laughs> joke obviously um yeah uh dominoes really like the thin and crispy which is like a literally like a cracker like a cream cracker um tend to not like the thick so much unless it's a proper pan style from like a pan style restaurant um i very often go mid-range um obviously favorite bases are like higher end or not higher end but good quality italian restaurants where you've got the char on the bread yeah yeah even uh even i think um some of the chains like Prezzo or Prezzo, however you pronounce it, um, I actually think their pizza is really nice. And again, fairly nice bread, nice flavour, and like I say, a bit of char. Mm. Give- I will have I will have a calzone over a pizza oh. if I'm in one of those places though. Oh, every day of the week, if I yeah. if I have the option to have my pizza folded in half, it is <laughs> it's getting folded in half every day of the week. I love calzone, love it. Calzone, calzone. Calzone. Mm. Calzone. Perhaps. Good. Good. Yeah. Killing it again. <laughs> Excellent. I think we've. I think we've established what my uh, place on this, the podcast is all about. Then. R.I.P. Sucking out the death, atmosphere. Death fingers strikes. No, death lips strikes again. Oh <laughs> fuck! He's passed on the super power. I thought that was a good moment for me to have a little sip of drink with it, like you guys talking or laughing, covering the sound of my lips smacking nope. on metal tin. But no, was not a sensible time oh. to try. And take a Always want to hear your lips smacking. <laughs> uh, so, other than a calzone, what? What? I think I, I do. I'm free and easy. Sometimes I like a nice thick, that the kind of the pan. Uh, one of my favourite pizza places around Manchester Way does them quite thick. Um, my absolute favourite kind of independent pizza place does an awesome thin crust. And I love the Italian restaurant thin crust. So uh-huh. if I had to choose, it would probably be thin crust. But I like I, I like both. Stuff crust can do one. Yeah, oh, no. pointless. No, no interest. Horrible, rubbery, shitty mozzarella that there's not even enough of anyway. No. Um, yeah, they're all like even Papa John's is like is it's Good. nice, it's fine, but I'm not spe- spending two pound fifty extra for that shit. No. No, you, you've made nice. up my mind. Stuffed crust is my favourite. I was going to go with the thin, but now I've decided I'm just going to say stuffed crust because you're both wrong. Because why wouldn't you have more cheese? Why oh, wouldn't you have more lovely melted cheese? On a bit of bread that's that's boring and and doing nothing anyway. Dip the you dip the crust in something. No, that, you have like a little pot of a a sweet chili sauce or a barbecue sauce or some coleslaw, and you dip you you make things happen. You use your imagination. I love the marinara sauce that you get in Italian joints with like with the, just you is so simple like literally passata or good quality sieved tomatoes and basil, and they're like yeah. Maybe salt and pepper. They're like, yeah, we're not even fucking hiding behind our ingredients, son. Um, <laughs> they, they they usually don't say that. Um, 
what was no. that? What, what was that voice supposed to be? I don't know, really. To someone who's really kind of proud of their source. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that g- generic um, stereotype. Yeah, yeah, everyone's heard of. Right. Do you want to tell us one of these amazing stories, then, Michael Jameson? All right. Yeah. Well, like I say, I'm going to go in reverse chronological order. I, I, I say I've got three key pizza stories from my life. Pizza. Um, the most recent is actually. 2007? No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, ruined that. Yeah, well done, yeah. Um, <laughs> trying, to, trying to mug me off. Um, oh, there's that co- cocky sauce voice again. Um, <laughs> I, I sure don't want a cocky sauce. Um, <laughs> and please carry on. Oh. Um, it's yeah, it's actually heavily documented online. It is of course. There's honestly there's so much lightning. I'm trying to not let it distract me, but I'm so noticeably you getting so distracted by lightning. It's just it's ridiculous. I can't see where it's coming from. Well, I assume the sky, but um, <laughs> so no. It's, and then that all thaw. Yeah. Oh, oh. Um, so this is heavily doc- <laughs> heavily documented online. It is of course the Domino's Jansel Square branch fiasco. Mm. Um, yeah, literally, like, look, basically, Domino's announced, like, a, an Italiano range, um, and they trialled it out in, literally, I think it was, like, six to ten branches, really small. They were trialling it out for, like, a good six months. It was a long time, um, and I was, like, trying to get hold of them. No branches near, obviously, thought it'd be good for the channel, but, yeah, no no branches near nearby were doing it. Uh, finally heard that it was rolling out, so I was proper excited about it. Brand new garlic bread as well, because I'm fucking certainly not a fan of Domino's norm- normal garlic bread. It is just literally a fucking disc, not even a disc, a balloon of shit dough with barely any cheese on and just terrible. And it's been terrible from every branch I've had it. I've had it several. So anyway, this, they're releasing this new Italiano garlic bread, which is nice and thin, loads of special cheese. Uh, garlic flavour, so I was looking forward to that. And then, of course, one of their premium Italiano style uh, Italiano style ingredients, uh, Italian like premium ingredients, or so they claimed. Uh, anyway, so I put in an order, uh, and including tiramisu, <laughs> uh, put in an order, <laughs> put in an order at Domino's. Um, just search for Domino's Italiano on the YouTube channel, and it will all come up. But basically, the order arrived. It was absolutely dreadful, and I was like, it like it was. Cold, dry, under cheesed, um, missing the tiramisu. I, I said, "Where's the tiramisu?" And the driver said, "What's tiramisu?" And I was like, I "You said what's is. tiramisu with you?" No, that's, sort of, <laughs> that's a different. That's a different joke. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it was just an absolute shit show. Um, so that's that's the most recent. The reason I'm telling them in, in reverse chronological order. I hear you cry. Um, it actually, actually, no, that's not a question, is it? That's, <laughs> <laughs> the, the reason I'm telling them in reverse chronological order is because they go in order of building interestingness. Oh, good, good. I'm glad. I don't even understand that sentence, but carry on. We'll, we'll, we'll roll with it. They get better. Mm. I understand that sentence. That was the first story. The end of. Okay. Go on. Start the second one then. Oh fuck! I'm going straight in straight away. Love it. Okay. So second one. Uh, my dearly beloved wife. Oh, hang on. <laughs> dearly beloved? You only oh, use fuck. You only use that at Ma- funerals, don't you? Really? <laughs> that was a big lightning. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. It's getting closer, I think. 
Um, if I suddenly vanish, just finish, finish, go on without me. Do not. <laughs> do we get to finish your story? <laughs> <laughs> you write, write a better ending onto it. Um, no, so I'm starting to think I might have been eating pizza for slightly longer because I've been with Claire for 12 years and this story comes from 12 years ago. I'm wondering if the next story should come after anyway. Oh, fuck it. I'll just tell him an interesting. I don't think anyone cares, Michael. That is correct. So anyway, Claire and I had literally just started dating uh, like a, a couple of days. Uh, I came round her house and probably the same reaction, oh, probably the same reaction that you guys had and every one of our viewers, listeners, sorry, uh, listeners had. Uh, she was basically, she brought up, uh, I was around there for, I was around her house um, uh, and, what, I, what, what did you just stop yourself from saying then? Probably nothing, I imagine. Anyway, we were on a in her bedroom. Um, <laughs> I was round there for, and then a deathly silence, and then you changed the phrasing. Right, carry on. Just edit that. Yeah. Pause out. Um, edit it in. Yeah. Like I did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yay, lads, lads, lads. Um, anyway, so we were on her bed, and uh, she went down to get dinner, and she brought brought up a plate of pizza slices, and I was like, oh, yeah, isn't it? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't actually like eat pizza. I'd like, I don't really, not really into it. I don't really like it. And she was like, uh, well, to be honest, actually, do you know what? She didn't actually react that badly. And she was like, oh, yeah, cool. But she obviously, since we our relationship has grown and developed, um, she, she apparently thought, what a fucking weirdo that doesn't like pizza. Uh, think she she and she hasn't stopped yet. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah, that's that's. I wonder if that was less interesting than the Domino's story. Um, I thought I think the the best part of that story was that the 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 innuendos toward the insinuations towards sex, <laughs> even to the point where even to the point where I was slightly worried that pizza was going to play a part in sex. Well, pizza is you, very you this, this is how you went. You went. She brought down some pizza slices, and I went, "What are what are those?" <laughs> and she turned to me and said, "You're going to find out, big boy." That's how I thought no. that story was going to play out. But and I said, "Is it stuffed crust?" And she said it will be. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll go into the last story. I think the last story is the best story because it is the most... Um, oh, no, this is definitely before that one, actually. Uh, this one is is the most, perhaps, emotionally impactful one to me and the one that I can still see, smell, and in many cases, hear the pizza. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't hear the pizza. Um, basically, I was around a friend's house um, and I used to live in Chesham, and Chesham have got a pizza go-go, uh, which are not really particularly common, but they do some really good pizza, like very large pan style with that massive mound of cheese on top, which goes all kind of golden and bubbly. So you know that kind where it has lots of tiny little golden bubbles like because of, of the way the cheese is, I guess. Um, but anyway, so I was around their house, but I think we were playing video games and just generally having like a nerdy evening. Um, and they busted out Pizza Go-Go. Uh, and I was, as I say, I was in the fussy eater stage slash not eating pizza. And anyway, it arrived, and I remember seeing it and smelling it. Someone just had literally just a plain cheese pizza. 
And I was like, I, I, I didn't go into this last time, but yeah, the reason that I like didn't like pizza or didn't try it was because I, I wasn't really into cheese uh, and I wasn't particularly keen on tomato, <laughs> which is obviously pretty key. Lofto. Um, but this arrived and I, I was just like, this smells absolutely incredible and it looks <coughs> absolutely incredible. And I, I think... I think that Pizza Go Go was the first pizza I had, wow. and I think it was it was fairly shortly after the uh, the Claire stuff crust incident. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, guys. That's my trio of pizza stories. Very good, Michael. Amazing. Um, I don't really have many pizza stories. Um, the, the, the literally the best thing that I could come up with, um, and when I say best, that is very much um, subjective. Um, when I was a young child, I once had a birthday party in Pizza Hut, which may not be particularly surprising or interesting in itself. But I don't know if you guys remember, I imagine Stu probably more so than, than MJ. Pizza Hut used to have a marketing campaign with Care Bears. Uh, and so, which meant that I actually had a Care Bear party at Pizza Hut when I was about seven years old. I have no recollection of any no? Care Bears Pizza Hut partnership. They used to be like their in-house entertainers, for want of a better word. They used to sort of... Wow. Yeah, so I, yeah, there was you me had... and all my friends and some of the fucking Care Bears, or, or should should state, uh, staff wearing Care Bears outfits, because I don't... You know, I'm not a psychopath that believes they're real. I'm kind of envisioning like a McDonald's um, birthday party. Did it bear any resemblance to that? Oh, God. I don't care to remember. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean, that's that's the closest I've got to a particularly interesting pizza story. It's not even necessarily anything to do with the pizza other than the fact that uh, it happened to be in a pizza hut story, uh, in a pizza hut restaurant. The fact that a seven-year-old boy had a Care Bear party at Pizza Hut, which might be the saddest thing I've ever said. I, f- I feel incredibly sorry for you, Nathan. It's, 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 I don't know if I've, I've really recovered from it, it from expl- honest. It explains a lot. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't see how a young boy celebrating a, the birth of himself with <laughs> assumably friends there is something sad or pathetic. I think actually you, you, you're being a little bit offensive there. Not if the entertainers were of a slightly feminine um, persuasion. Drippers. <laughs> and now I want to see Care Bear strippers. <laughs> oh my lord! Do you know what I imagine? It you, as soon as we finish recording, Nathan, you get yourself on Bing and you type that in because <laughs> I can't imagine you'll be disappointed. It's all out there. Why wait? Carry on, you tell your story. I'll see if I can find Care Bear strippers. I've got two two stories. I've got my... I'm, I've plumped for my biggest pizza shame and my biggest pizza hero moment. So my greatest pizza moment and my worst ever pizza moment. Which would you like to hear first? Let's go greatest. My yeah, greatest I agree. pizza moment. So this, this follows on from what you said before about... Um, Barbecue sauce bases. I mm. was lucky enough when I married my wife to go on honeymoon and we drove down the west coast of America from Seattle all the way down to San Diego. And we were in, I think we were in Eureka 
in Northern California and we were staying in a motel and decided rather than going out for dinner we would order an American Domino's and I phoned up the Domino's, I ordered my wife's pizza, I ordered my pizza and I, I asked the guy can I substitute the tomato sauce base for barbecue sauce and the man in the American Domino's said to me that is a great decision you know your pizza and I was so proud like literally possibly the best thing that happened on morning moon <laughs> if, if if american if an american tells you that you know any food generally speaking i think you've, you've definitely done something right yeah i think that's incredible I, yeah. I i mean as i said earlier i mean barbecue sauce on the pizza is 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 godly yeah and um yeah i, I think you you've you've i certainly see you in a new new light Thank you. Good. I'm glad. I, I've been saving this story for such an occasion for when I felt I needed to to raise my raise my profile and you know get the respect that. Hang on. Go on. Is that the is that the end of the story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some... I was literally sitting here waiting for. The, I was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. Like. No, I, I thought good. I thought this story was going to end up with you getting like a bottle of barbecue sauce. Like it was going to be that there was a bit of confusion over <laughs> barbecue sauce on a pizza. No, that that is the, the no. I don't think you've understood. An American Domino's <laughs> worker told me that I knew my pizza, and it was a great. I, I can't believe you pissed on my chips. I'm with you, man. Don't don't let this don't let this guy who only discovered pizza this millennium um, knock you down for your to, pizza store. To, to, cl- to clarify, that happened in 2009 when Michael Jameson had only been eating pizza for two years, so he, he <laughs> clearly isn't probably still isn't at that level now where he knows his pizza, according to an American Domino's <laughs> worker. The, the other story is entirely the opposite end of the spectrum. This is this is shameful, right? I've never had a Papa John's, but to my understanding, Papa John's is the same company as what was per... Whoa, what was that? What was what? It was me throwing my headphones off. Oh, right. In in anger? Yes, of course in anger. About Papa John's? I heard you say. Yeah, you've never had Papa John's, fucking idiot. I don't think we... To be honest, I don't get many kind of takeaway pizzas, but... Is Papa John's, I believe, perfect pizza, and um, was like a predecessor of Papa John's? Am I right? No, that's no. Well, because anyway. per- perfect pizza are still going. Are they? Papa John's is a, yeah. I, I I know one or two are in this area. All right. Well, anyway, and, this is... uh, and also I was going to say Papa John's is American, whereas I think perfect pizza might be English. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh well, right. Well, back in the day, we must be talking 2002, 2003. Um, I used to regularly order pizza from a perfect pizza. They did a barbecue pizza that was barbecue base, onions, chicken, bacon, and it had sweet corn on it. Now, I didn't, I don't to this day like sweet corn on pizza. I like a corn on the cob, but Mm. I don't like sweet corn on pizza. So I used to order this pizza, Texas barbecue or whatever it was called, no sweet corn. Anyway, one Saturday night, it's about half past 11 at night, a little worse for wear. Had a few drinks with friends, been enjoying myself as a young man should. Decide to order a pizza, phone up, Texas barbecue, no sweet corn. Pizza arrives, take it into the kitchen, open the box, it's got sweet corn on it. Phone up, 
the perfect pizza. The sweet corn on this pizza, mate. Yeah, I asked for no sweet corn. You put sweet corn on it. Guys, I'm really, really sorry. I'll get a, get a new pizza back out to you straight away. T- ten minutes later, knock on the door. Perfect pizza. Take, give him the give him the previous pizza back. Take the new pizza off. Go, thanks, mate. Cheers. Get into the kitchen. Open the lid. Sweet corn. Sweet corn again. So I thought I thought I'm back onto perfect pizza. Hi, mate. It's uh, Stuart again. You've you've put sweet corn on my pizza. The sweet corn on this pizza again. He says I made that pizza, and there is no. I did not put sweet corn on it. And hang on, the delivery man has just got back in the shop now. Let me. Oh. I've got the original pizza and there is no sweet corn on this pizza. I'd literally hallucinated sweet corn on two pizzas and <laughs> I never ordered from Perfect Pizza again. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Wow. In- insane. I, that, yeah, I just imagined sweet corn. I never ordered from Perfect Pizza ever again and it was my favourite <laughs> favorite pizza. Sorry, sorry, you never ordered from them again? No. Even though you were the one in the wrong? Yeah. Do you not understand what people in the fast food industry do to people who annoy them, Nathan Peterson? (laughs) They put sweet Uh, corn on your pizza. They put sweet corn on your pizza, yeah. So, Um, had you been having drugs? Or was that literally just drunk hallucination? Because I'm not sure if I realised that drunk hallucination was a thing. It depends on how much you've been drinking, I would imagine. Yeah. Correct. Uh, no, do you know what though? Uh, there, there used to be a perfect pizza in Aylesbury, and I absolutely loved it as well because uh, they were one of the few places who did like a full size. Uh, I guess it's basically like a garlic pizza bread, but yeah, like a full size normal pizza, but like no tomato sauce and like garlic flavouring, and it, it was so fucking good. And I yeah, I loved that place. Oh, I so wish good. they were still around. The the only literally outside of the top three the only the only non yeah the big chain pizza place that I ever regularly ordered from was there was one that uh, was local to me when I lived in a place called Ickenham and it was it was called Village Pizza and it was just like a one off it didn't have like other chain it wasn't part of the chain sorry um, that was pretty nice and it had like just so many like a, a huge variety of toppings so you could just change it up switch it up every, literally every single time you ordered. But otherwise, I just I'm not really a fan of the sort of just yeah any, anything beyond Domino's Pizza, which even I don't even have Pizza Hut anymore to be honest. Um, it's Papa John's or Domino's for me, generally speaking. I, can't, I just I don't know. I just not a fan of the other ones. No, I, I, if I'm ordering a pizza f- for preference, that it comes from a little independent near me called Don Paolo's, which is amazing. I'm not really fussed for Domino's. Uh, I used to quite like a pizza hut, but like I said, a t- takeaway pizza now isn't really something that happens. I I haven't had one since I got back from Chicago. I just cannot do it. I just literally cannot bring myself to part with money for something that is inferior to something that I've eaten. Correct. Yeah, there, there's a couple of YouTube channels I watch. Uh, the first one is First We Feast, and the second one is Munchies, and both of them have got very similar pizza shows on. Uh, and it's basically just going around amazing uh, pizza places with, with like real in America with really different styles of pizza like Napoli and like deep yeah. Chicago deep. And mm. honestly, literally, you can you can one hundred percent watch that as porn and happily masturbate to it. It fucking <laughs> makes me so hungry and so horny and like oh, it looks so. Just I, I cannot recommend those channels just for the pizza content alone. Well, it's obviously pizza and sex. Obviously, got a big 
connection emotionally <laughs> for you. I think we've established that on this episode. <laughs> can, can I just very briefly, before we get to the next segment, can I just very briefly give it like a lightning update? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it is happening with such frequency and such... Basically, it's. I don't know if it's lightning anymore because I can't hear it, but it is going yeah, you like... Can't, you can't hear lightning. Lightning doesn't make a sound. It's, it's happened like 50 times. I don't know what on earth it is. It's like someone's put a, a just a, a flashing light on top of their house that happens not regular intervals. Do, uh, I don't know. Anyway. I'm, I'm starting to wonder whether lightning to Michael is sweet corn to Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> You're just hallucinating it. God's just up there going, I could tell you, I didn't put any lightning out there. <laughs> I've had a look, the clouds come back. I'm looking at the cloud. The clouds here, there's no lightning in it, mate. <laughs> oh, fuck. Nathan? Yes? Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. It's time to play a game. Let's play a game. Let's call sweeter or several of We'll put a name on the food stuff out of a hat. Tell us what you think about that Will the next food stop be sweeter or savory? Will it be sugary or color and sour? There's just no way to know what you must predict Will the next food stop be sweeter or savory? Michael, can you remember how many you got last week? Oh, savory, um, <laughs> like, <laughs> did, did I not get six? You got six, correct, Michael. So, Nathan Peterson, are you ready to challenge Michael Jameson? No. Oh, no. I'm, re- I'm ready to beat Michael Jameson. Oh, fantastic. Good man. I've lost my pen. Where's my pen? Oh, oh lightning check. I've just seen one. Good lad. Right. Here we go. Are you ready, Nathan Peterson? <laughs> yep. Product- Looking forward to crashing out first First food. Yeah, impossible to crash out on the first food. Product number one out of the Northern Flat Cap is Nathan Peterson. It's the McDonald's fries. McDonald's fries, notorious for usually being over-salted, um, unless you ask for them without salt, obviously, because it would be difficult to be over-salted without salt. Um, so, yeah, that's a very, very savoury product. So will the next product be sweeter or savourier? Stuart, I'm going to go sweeter. Sweeter. Nathan Peterson, the next product out of the hat is Starburst. Starburst it is, Nathan. Ooh. Ooh. Fucking hell, it is 100% lightning. <laughs> that's, that's the first time I've seen the actual lightning. All I've seen so far is just... Can you hear that? Did yeah, you hear I that? Can, I can yeah. hear that thunder, yeah. Because that would be... Okay, I am now stunned. absolutely stunned. I, like, when I said earlier, it's been ha- it's happened like 50 times. That wasn't a joke. This is literally the most lightning I've ever seen. Uh, sorry, carry on. <laughs> He's trying to put you off, Nathan. He is. This is dangerous shit. Oh, the, the sneaky little snake. Um, so, what was it? Starburst. Starburst. Um, oh, obviously, obviously sweeter than McDonald's. Oh, fries. yeah. Couldn't probably couldn't get much sweeter. Probably, um, yeah. I I genuinely do think that is actually like sickly sweet. Incorrect. It's it's just about the right sweet. Um, yeah, I, I, I I'd be absolutely bitterly disappointed if the next one wasn't savoury error. Um, yeah, I've added an extra er in there. Um, I think each week we should. 
think I'll, each week we should add an extra uh into savouria. I like to pronounce it savouria. <laughs> Hello, I'm 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 your savouria this evening. Um, yeah, I've got to go, I've got to go savouria. Nathan Peterson, the next food stuff out of the hat is Heinz cream of tomato soup. Ooh. <laughs> so oh. you tell me these are random, but I think you're a sneaky little one yourself, Stuart Bullock. I am a sneaky little one, but it's random. Okay. Mid-table. It is very yeah, mid-table. I, I mean, it's so. generally considered to be a savoury. Yes. But, as we had last week with ketchup, it's got its sweetness. It does. Essentially the same kind of area of, as ketchup. Yeah, arguably... Mm, no, I was going to say arguably more sweeter, but it's probably sweeter in a sort of softer way. Mm. <laughs> it's, well, it's, def- <laughs> it's definitely savourier than Starburst, though. So you, you, you're on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do I go from here, though? That's the question. So, what number is this? What this is? This num- is, this this is, is no- card number three. This is card three. So I'm currently my score is three. I've got a long way to go, and I'm sweating. I'm going to go. Gonna go sweeter. Sweeter, Nathan Peterson. The next product out of the hat is mayonnaise. Uh, Ooh. This is a tricky one, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean. Oh, it's game over for me, I reckon. <laughs> oh, this, now, this is fair. <laughs> That's a completely independent party. This isn't fair. With no vested interest. Um. I, I mean, to be fair, Michael, Michael Jameson is the deciding vote this evening. He is. I, I mean, um, I, I think you've got to be given the opportunity to persuade Michael that you you deserve to carry on. I I I I can't. I, I, that's just too too close to call for me. Yeah, I gen- I genuinely don't know where we go from here. What, I, I, can't I, don't, even, I can't even remember what you said. Did you say sweeter or savourier? I did say sweeter, and I don't know how I can argue mm. that it's more sweeter. It's more. It's got that more vinegary. Vibe yeah, it, I mean, it's literally, it's literally made of what eggs, vinegar, and oil. something else. Oil. oil. Yeah. It's creamy. It's very creamy. It is and creamy. It has a sweetness. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I will. Do, I, I, I will implore Michael Jameson to look in his heart and give it the correct answer, whatever he may deem that to be. I, no. I can't. I can't. I can't argue it based on facts because I, I genuinely don't know if I could argue one way or the other for either of them. Michael, finish him. Finish him. Hell, man, you're putting me in a really difficult position. Oh, Jesus, that was poor. (laughs) I thought it was all right. Um, No. It took Stig about three minutes to get it. (laughs) (laughs) Without rules, without borders, you know, we could go unboarded and unruled. So, like... Guys, mayo is 100% more savoury than... More savoury? More savoury? What kind of language is that? Savourier, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> it is savourier than tomato soup, I'm afraid. Yeah. <sighs> Nathan Peterson, you've got four. I, th- I think that's probably the correct... I think that's probably the correct result. I, I, yeah. I'd love to have gone... I've had a great day. Um, <laughs> I would have loved to have gone... I would love to have gone further, but unfortunately, I, th- I think... Probably Michael's made the correct decision there. Yeah, absolutely. But Nathan, you do still get this checkbook and pen. Whee! Is is there any money in the ch- in the account? <laughs> Actually, yeah, I should have said checkbook holder. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> checkbook holder. Oh, I'm bitterly disappointed with that. <laughs> Which is so useless because people don't even use checks these days, so you've got a holder for something that people never use. Brilliant. You've got that's why that's funny. It's worth coming second place for. I can't imagine how disappointed you must feel. I'm devastated. But to be to be to be fair, with, with tomato soup it was a tough one. Yeah. I, obviously obviously if I'd said Saviour it would have been fine, I would have won that, but it was it was that was a fifty fifty shot for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's it's similar to when I had the tomato ketchup last uh, last uh, time, and and I and I actually made the right choice. It's similar to that. It's similar, <laughs> but different. Entirely different. <laughs> you snivelling worm. Well, what? You've, got, you've got to play the foodstuffs as they come out of the hat, as, yeah. the, old, as the old saying goes. Sick as a parrot. It's oh. a game of it's a game of two foods. Well, uh, if you think that that's um, perhaps ruined your day that brings me rather neatly onto the ridiculousness of my afternoon and the lengths that I went to for this stupid podcast when I drove around for two hours visiting approximately 20 shops to buy is that serious 20 stores I I mean no I'm exaggerating but like I think I probably went in like eight or nine shops Including three su- three supermarkets and a small ethnic cash and carry. <laughs> That's some dedication, <laughs> though. To be fair, yeah, it, insane. And and to top it off, I found it in the shop round the corner from my house. Ah. Uh... Well, I mean, you found it. That's 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 the the key ingredient here. Correct. Should have should have should have gone there first. I should have done. I probably should. It's done, always yeah. in the last place you look. <laughs> it's uh... Shall I go and get it out of the fridge? Go for it. I'll go and get it. Yeah. Do you know what? Do, do you know what I wish I'd gone. done? What? You, I, I wish that I'd got the ice lolly out of the fridge now, or freezer, instead of at the beginning of the show. Why have you... <laughs> <laughs> you absolute idiot. Right, Nathan, while, while yeah. I've gone getting this out of the fridge, do you want to explain what's going to happen with this tasting then? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so... As some of you who listened to the first show will remember, uh, Mr. Michael Jameson threw out a challenge because our uh, our main host, Stuart, claimed that he had never tried K.A. Fruit Punch, which is, I think, deemed to be the unofficial official drink of Food Review UK. Yep. Um, so, yeah, the challenge was set that uh, Stuart was going to review it. And uh, we actually originally planned that all three of us would review it. But however, me and MJ have already reviewed the product. You can catch that now on Food Review UK's YouTube channel. Just search KA Fruit Punch. Um, so I came up with a – I devised an idea. I don't know how often we'll do this. But where we've got products that maybe one or two of us have tried before, we'll have what's called a Fruck Three-Way. I think that's the title we'll probably – probably end up on um where we try them in a variety of ways so Stuart, i believe is going to be drinking the drink neat as it were for his first year uh mj whether or not it's been edited in or out i don't know mj was going to have a lolly um yeah i've got nothing i'll post a picture on our instagram at frackgram of what it looks like now yeah um, I mean, is there any substance to it whatsoever, or is it, is it now just pure? Um, let me just test that. Um, it. Do you know what? It's not even completely melted. It's not even particularly cold. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Um, and, and for my, my third of the three-way, I'm going to make myself a little cocktail. I've got some Malibu. <laughs> and I'm going to have it with fruit. Now, you laugh. I think oh. you'll find. K.A., a taste of the Caribbean. What alcohol better suits it than Malibu? Rum. Didn't have any rum. <laughs> <laughs> and what better drink suits it if you don't have rum? Malibu, definitely Malibu. There we go. Thank you, Stuart. So, I mean, let's 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 let Stuart go first because obviously he's right. uh, not had the drink before. You have had KA fruit, um, KA products before, though. I've, had, I've right? had the black grape. I've had their ginger beer. I like KA products. They've been good. Um, it smells. It's got a little bubble gummy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very vibrant pink colour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the colour is stunning. I'm really thirsty. Last time we recorded, I had a drink. I had a beer as we recorded. This time I've held off having anything to drink so that I could enjoy it. Oh, fool. Um, right, I'll have a taste. This is so exciting. Oh. Um, I don't know how to describe the taste. It's got that slightly... It is slightly bubblegummy. Uh-huh. Um, it's nice. I feel like you're going to be disappointed with. I, it's. I was. I was expect. It's quite sweet. Yeah, I. I to be fair, I think beer enthusiasts are probably not their <laughs> target audience. It's. Uh, you know, I've pl- I'm looking at the ingredients now, which are insane. It's got radish in it. Yeah, and sweet potato. Yeah, it's Caribbean. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Um, cherry. I'm definitely getting the cherry, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy the flavour of cherry. It's got esters of wood rosins in it. Um, <laughs> I love their flavour. Uh, I mean, that's probably my favourite flavour. Mm. It is nice. <laughs> can that be the title of the episode? Esters of wood rosins. <laughs> I'm looking at the can here. I've never heard of that. It sounds like a 1980s. Very mellow female-based drama on ITV. <laughs> um, do you know what? It's really nice. It's sweet. It's it's a sunny drink. It's unique, it's right? It's, it's a bit sherbetty. Yeah, it is definitely. It's got that kind of uh, soury fizziness. <laughs> it sounds stupid yeah. saying it's got a fizziness to it because it's a sparkling, it's a carbonated soft drink, but it's a it's a fizzy flavour rather than a fizzy yeah. mouthfeel. It's good, you know. I, it tastes a little bit, um, a little bit artificial. Fair. In terms of the, in terms of sweetness, rather than, but I like it. I'm not sure I would pick it up again. And that was the day Stuart got fired from the channel. I don't. I think I'm probably. Yeah. I can't decide whether it's a like a super low four stars or a high three. It's a high three stars from me, I think. Oh, no! I'm not being funny. If I throw my headphones down again, it's just going to break them. So, can I? We just simulate that. <laughs> can you just edit the noise from earlier? Yeah, I'll just I'll I'll, re, I'll cut that back in. So, what did you give this when you? Is this like a six star product? I don't you know think what? I got quite a six. I reckon it was probably a high four or a five. 
Yeah, I I think we actually reviewed it, gave it a four, and then I think we re reviewed it. I think I gave it a five, and now it's just kind of so embedded in my life. I don't even have that that often, but it just it means so much to me. The design, the color, the flavor, yeah. the fusion episode we did with the because it basically tastes like the double dip from Swizzles Matlow yeah, combined yeah, orange and cherry. Um, just it has a lot of good memories, and I love everything about it. So oh. for me, it's kind of a six because of all the emotional attachment. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, perspective, <laughs> my friend. Um, Excellent. I, I would never, I would, I would never choose this over a ginger beer, which is probably my favourite soft drink. My other favourite soft drink is probably Rubicon Mango. I, I, it would be, I'd probably, I'd have it over a Coke. You know, if that's if that's a a positive that I can take from it. Um, I like it. It's pro. It's it's just not really your thing. It's all right. It's it's nice. It's a it's a nice soft drink. It's a it's a nice soft drink. But I prefer my soft drinks a little spicier. Harder. Yeah, yeah. I imagine I, I um, imagine if you and I swap drinks, Nathan Peterson, I'd I'd be marginally happier. Yeah, 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 mine's probably even sweeter. Well, yeah, but sweeter in many ways. Yeah, I, um, I'm very, I'm very intrigued to hear what Nathan's is. Nathan, this is so weird. What Nate's is like? So I'm sorry, actually going to on on that very on that point. Can I just say that for the last two hours of of podcast life that we've had, you have both consistently called me Stu, and I cannot stand being called Stu. Oh. I mean, I almost exclusively call you Stu. I know you do, and I j- I've been waiting for an opportune moment to bring it up. And I, I, I mean, this is just—it's just got to the point now where it's become unbearable. Are you oh, serious? Well, yeah, no one calls me Stu. What do you well, prefer, I think Stuart? Fine, we both do. I, first, I know you do. Yeah, um, Stuart. Yeah. Yeah, literally, that is absolutely fine. Uh, I'm really sorry because I—I've genuinely called you Stu for I think what twelve years. Yeah, not a problem, Mick. That is absolutely fine. <laughs> Mickey, Good. Mickey, Mickey. We do like all those names. <clears throat> well, <laughs> forever shall you now be known, Stuart. Thank you. Yeah, correct. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. So, as I say, I posted a picture on Instagram. Basically, uh, Claire and I bought some rubber silicon. Uh, well, that's another story. <laughs> Where I bought some silicon calippo molds from IKEA many years ago, about a year ago, and this is the first time they've come in use. Um, but essentially, I'm just drinking fro- uh, flat, frozen, and then melted KA fruit punch out of essentially a hollow dildo. So here we go, and it enhanced the flavour. Um, do you know what? The worst thing about that is that it also smells of my freezer. Um, so, yeah, that's not particularly good, to be honest. All right, Nate, you go. I'm not even going to score it. Nate, you go ahead. I want to score. Give it a score. No, it, it's just, it's basically just ruined everything. It's, it's, you know what? And it's still better than most drinks. It smells of my weird freezer. It smells, it smells of frozen peas and frozen plastic. Um, it was literally warming up. Uh, there was there was about thirty milliliters. So there was nothing of it, and it's in this kind of floppy thing. That's that's a, that's still better than most. Of it. That's a three. That is. 
points, three stars. So, so with all those negatives, it's still the same level that Stu gives the normal drink. <laughs> yeah, it's still really nice. Amazing. Um, so yeah, Malibu. I've just had a couple of sips of it of uh, the fruit punch on its own, just so I can sort of compare and contrast. Obviously, massive amounts of coconut smell coming off. That's actually quite nice in a very feminine, definitely not masculine way. When you're drinking a pink drink, which which is filled with uh, Malibu, I don't think there's any way I can butch this one up. Is it um, t- taking it is- you right back to your seventh birthday party? <laughs> <laughs> I know, try drinking it out of a dildo. Um, <laughs> it's really nice, actually. Um, definitely the uh, Malibu adds to the tropicalness, tropicality oh. of the um, of the drink. Obviously, it's not ideal that the drink was taken out of the, free, uh, the fridge like about an hour ago, so it's not particularly cold. Oh, is it melted? Um, <laughs> it is melted, uh, um, although I think it was melted previously. I actually really like that, and I might even be pushed to say I might like that even more than what on its own. <gasps> Wow. This might be my new drink of the summer. Oh my god, I'm gonna to have to try it. Um, have you got any Malibu in the house, Michael? No, I know. Also, I finished by cat the remaining can of K fruit punch as well. I know. Have you got any more? You can get some more. <laughs> oh, I'll nip up there later. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm... <sighs> yeah I, don't, I don't. I think I don't. I don't really want to give it too high a score because actually, the more I'm having sips of it. The more it's, the more sickly it's becoming. So I think I couldn't, I couldn't have more than one of these. I don't think. How small have um, you mixed it now? I don't know. I just free poured the Malibu. It was, it was probably somewhere between a single and a double. I don't think it was quite a double. Um, don't be shy. No, I, I won't be. That's why I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> um. I think I'll probably give it. I think I'll probably give it a low four stars, mid mid four four stars. It's it's it is nice. So, I do really like it, but certainly I don't think I think it's too sickly to drink exclusively for a few hours. <laughs> you've you've had a massive turnaround there. Yeah, I I, I it's, the thing is, I sometimes look at some of the reviews that we do on the channel, and I and I go, oh, do you know what? Those few crisps that I had out of that packet were lovely, but as I finished the rest of the packet, I decided it wasn't quite as nice. Or vice versa, there's some things you give a negative or a less positive review to, and as you go on, it gets better. So sometimes it's, it's a good idea just to have a little bit more, just to, to, to really get it, and I think that's the problem with this. First initial instinct was this was really tasty, probably better than the original, but it is actually quite sickly. It's very sweet. Uh, very sweet, but I'm still drinking it. Good lad. When, when I said shy, that was a coconut reference. Good. Yeah, yeah. I got that. I just didn't want to, didn't want to acknowledge it. Doesn't seem fair. Oh, life isn't fair. No. Because no. coconut shies are at yeah. fair. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. Let's throw that one out. Yeah. Well done. Oh. Oh, shame. Mm. That's isn't it? Ruined it, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Having a nice time until then. <laughs> That last hour and a half down the pan. <laughs> yeah, I have to delete it. All right, from the top, guys. <laughs> Start again. Hi guys. I'll just pop this dildo back in the freezer. <laughs> Can we have that as the title? 
Yes. 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 Should we wrap things up? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. 100%. Thank you for listening to the second ever episode of Fruit Unwrapped. If you have got any suggestions for products to go into the sweeter or savourier hat, or you want to tell us of any of your amazing pizza stories, or you just desperately want Michael Jameson to say your name in a podcast, then drop us an email at fruitcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you subscribe to things and leave us a review. Thank you. Bye. See you guys. We'll see you in the very third episode. <laughs> Classic Michael. Okay.